You're listening to the Be Well, Be Wild podcast. I'm Jenny Wolf, and with over 13 years of coaching experience, I know a thing or two about transforming the way you live, love, and lead. If you're looking to wildly upgrade your life, relationships, productivity, mental, physical, spiritual well-being, then you're in the right place. My goal on this podcast is to show you how to authentically leverage greater well-being, connection, and leadership to create true joy and lasting success at home and work. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, skills, and mindset shifts required to say bye to the status quo life and hello to being well and wildly successful. Welcome back to the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about breaking the burnout cycle without losing your edge. What I have found is that when I talk to my clients that would maybe identify as workaholics or perhaps high achievers, that one of the biggest fears when it comes to breaking a burnout cycle that's deep-rooted, you may not be aware of this in yourself, quite yet, but consider it if you have found yourself in burnout, is that the fear is that we're going to lose our edge. That, you know, if you take this toy away, this strategy away of, of how you work and how you get things done and how you achieve things, that then that means that you're no longer going to be able to achieve things, that you're going to lose this what I would call is like your edge or the thing that allows you to get these things done or complete or allows you to win and like feel good about what you're doing. And the thing is, is that I totally get that thought in that fear. And this is the very fear that will often keep us in this cycle of burnout. So we're going to talk today about some misconceptions and really kind of dive into the subconscious mind um, around these fears and perhaps the things that we do um, that causes the burnout cycle. But also we're going to be talking about ways to come out of it, how to break this and doing it without you feeling like you're going to perhaps start failing or not get that next goal, not get that next goal that you're looking at getting to. And I think, well, hopefully there's going to be a metaphor that I give you that will hopefully help you really get this and understand it. So one of the things that I want you to relate this to is marathon training. If you're a runner or not, doesn't matter. I am a runner, but I do not run marathons. Um, But I think it's a good analogy because I used to be a trainer and most people can relate to this. So let's just say, let's pretend for a moment that you came to me and you said, hey, Jenny, I want to run a marathon. And I said, okay, great. Um, What I'm going to have you do, all I want you to do, all I want you to focus on for the next 12 weeks is running 10 miles every single day. That's all I want you to do. And I just said, if you run these 10 miles every single day, you're going to do really well in your marathon. And that's all I said. What comes to mind? Do you all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, that sounds like a terrible idea? I mean, right? Because I'm not saying anything to you about sleep. I'm not talking to you about recovery, about any stretching, about your water intake, your nutrition. There's no variation in the training. 
So what do you think is bound to happen with that approach to marathon training? Injury, or perhaps you would end up hating running. Well, guess what? These are the two things that often people run into when they are finding themselves in a position where they are being a workaholic or taking the same approach without taking a holistic approach to their life is they experience these two same things. They either end up injured, quote unquote, injured, a version of injury. This could be an illness. This could be burnout. This could be just, you know, any, any side effect of that workaholic. Well, we'll call that version injury. Or some people end up hating their job. And they don't want to do it anymore. These are two very common things that people come to me with. And this, unfortunately, is the point when people might might start making changes instead of before. And so when you think about this, when you think about marathon training and running 10 miles a day, and if you're automatically, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. And that sounds like it's not effective at all. If you're working in that same fashion and you're just waking up every day and you're doing that hustle and grind and you just keep on telling yourself, well, just this one more thing, just this one more promotion, just this one more, you know, thing that I'm going to focus on. And then I will take, you know, a bigger holistic approach to my life. Then I will invest in my relationships. Then I'll start taking care of myself. Then I'll actually spend time with my wife or my husband. Then I'll spend time with my kids. Then you are from a tough love place. You are taking the same approach that if you're not already in that place of burnout or what we would call that injury or feeling as if you are having some resentment and frustration with your job, then it's going to happen, right? It's going, we're going to repeat this cycle. So just like it's often said, you keep, can't keep on doing the same things and expect different results. But we love to rationalize that, hey, you know what? I can do this one more time because guess what? You you can. You're resilient. You can figure it out. And I know you can. You're totally capable of doing it this way. However, it's just one way. And there is another way, perhaps, what you would think and experience a better way. And that's all that I want you to look at and consider for a moment that like, oh my gosh, I just have perhaps never thought about it this way. I didn't know that there could be a different way of doing this. So it's like you then go see a different trainer for your marathon training and you're all of a sudden like, oh, I can actually run and train for a marathon and actually enjoy it. I can actually do it and feel good and want to run another marathon. When we take our approach to something differently, we will have a different experience. And that's really what it comes down to. If you've listened to some of the previous episodes where I talk about understanding and really getting clear about the experience that you desire. If you currently are not experiencing something that you, if you're currently experiencing something that you don't want to be experiencing, then that is just an invitation for you to get clear about what you actually do want to be experiencing. And as simple as that is, it is very, very powerful, and most people ignore it. 
So hopefully you're starting to see, okay, well, there is an opportunity for me to break this burnout cycle. And it really just comes down to creating a different experience for myself. So what we can start to look at is a couple things, some causes of burnout that you might not be aware of. A lot of people think that it all just comes down to working long hours, but I think that there's a lot of other stuff that comes along with that. And in fact, you could be burnt out and not work long hours. And we'll talk about what those reasons are. And then we're going to talk about what some solutions are, some solutions that perhaps you haven't thought of. A lot of times when people are experiencing burnout or trying to get out of burnout, they're just focusing on, oh, I just need a rest. I just need to, um, you know, practice self-care. And while all of that is very important, I think that it's easy to say. However, we don't really have practical tips or, or ways for, for us to actually do that, to implement that in a way that makes sense for us. And so we normally will neglect it to the point where we actually then have to do it or we're forced to do it. We get sick, we get burnt out, and we just like can't continue on. And we repeat these, you know, what I would call is like an extreme, you know, cycle where it feels like a roller coaster, where you feel like on, you know, one week you're doing really great. And then the next week you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't handle this. So we're, let's go ahead and dive into those, those causes and those misconceptions. So like I said earlier, we often think it comes down to just working long hours. And in fact, I've talked to a lot of people that they might not be actually working long hours, but what they are doing is they're operating under this should, a big should, meaning they're saying, you know what? I should be working really hard. I should be doing this. I should be more focused. I should get it better. I should do this. And they have these going on in the back of their mind. You know, what we say is you're shooting on yourself. And this, I think, is a very sneaky contributor to burnout. Because when you are taking action from a place of a should versus a place that you truly want you are operating under what you think other people want you to do, what you think you should be doing, what you think is the right thing. And therefore, you're normally operating under this place from this place of force and fear. And when we are taking action from a place of force and a place of fear, then that feels pretty constructive. And what do you think happens when you are operating in a place from force or fear? I mean, just think about anything. Think about like a machine. If you're forcing something to do something, what do you think is going to happen? It's almost as if you're pushing the gas pedal and the brake pedal at the same time. What do you think will happen? It's going to be a pretty big fight. So there's a war that often happens internally that we're not really aware of. But on the external, we're getting rewarded for it. We're looking for the reward. Oh, they liked when I did that. They liked when I, you know, did this one thing that I thought I should do. I got recognized for that, whether it be at work or at home. We start these from, you know, from even being a little kid. Like, oh, you know, I should do this. And we start creating our life based on obligations and duties that other people expect of us 
but not really what we expect of ourselves. So it almost becomes this like cloak and it feels as if we are really performing our life, but not necessarily living it. And when we're doing that, that can lead to burnout. And so a great way to just check in around this, this is a very simple exercise that I often have my clients do is just make a list of all of these shoulds that are running through your head. It could be as small as I should clean the house. I should have a more tidy house. I should be making more money. I should go to church. I should meditate. I should journal. I should whatever. What are all these things that are running through your head? And then actually identify what of those things do you truly want? What of those things do you really want to follow through on? And then start to just be mindful of your language. Start to notice, oh, when I say I should do this, just check in. Hey, do I really want to do that? And then do it if you want to do it. But instead of saying I should do this, start to use more powerful language. Hey, you know I should work out three times a week. You know what? I actually want to work out three times a week. What, what is the version that you want to do? And start to get honest with yourself. Okay. Another really big reason that I think we don't notice when it comes to creating this burnout cycle is we have often our worth tied up in achieving. So just Pause here for a moment and think about this for yourself. When you get rewarded for achieving something, do you make it mean something about you? Probably do, right? Like it's a human thing. We say, oh, well, I did that. I'm good. I'm great. I did the right thing. You know, I got an award for this. Look at me, you know? Well, While that's not necessarily a bad thing, what often happens is that if we're putting a lot of our focus or energy into achieving something and we tie our worth up in that, when it goes well, it feels really good. But on the other side, when it doesn't go well, when it doesn't go in our favor, then it feels not so great. And this is where this roller coaster happens. Because we are attached to the outcome. So a burnout cycle can actually be a result of being attached to the outcome. And I know you're probably thinking, well, how in the heck do I become unattached to the outcome? We'll talk about that in just a moment. But so it's human nature to do this. And really just once we start to practice the awareness of like, maybe even neutralizing an event or a result and putting more effort into how you showed up within the result, within the process of getting to the result. When we make that shift, then the burnout will lessen. Hopefully I said that right. (laughs) So basically what I want you to think about is when you're attached to the outcome you will be pushed and pulled by the result. When you tie your worth to the outcome, to the result, then you will be on a roller coaster and at effect, depending on what ends up happening as a result. 
So we're almost putting stock into something that we cannot control versus looking at the bigger picture. What can I control? And let me put my energy into that. Let me put my focus into that and be like, you know what? I showed up the best that I could here. That's the win. Versus putting all of our stock into that achieving. And I want you to think about it. Like we never, and you've probably heard me say this before, but we very seldom will do something that doesn't benefit us from a subconscious level. So this is a winning strategy, I would call it. Time or worth to work. Time or worth to achieving. It's worked for you. It's worked for you up until this point. Up until the point of you experiencing burnout. So when you put your worth into something and you achieve something, it feels really good. And then that gives you momentum. And that keeps on pushing you forward and it reinforces that feeling. So we work more, we work longer, work harder because we're like, look, this is what I have to do in order to get the results that I want. And it almost, you know, like I said, it reinforces this over and over and over again until we then perhaps get burnt out. Or sometimes we're even ignoring all these signs of burnout and we get sick or something else happens. And I just want to say, you know, I've had way too many people come to me that I would say that are on the more mature side and they have said, you know, I've spent my whole life doing this. I've spent my whole life chasing and telling myself that if I do this one more thing, get this one more promotion, then I will do X. Then I'll take that vacation. Then I'll spend time with my family. Then I'll go on a date with my partner. Then I'll start dating. Perhaps like I've had people that, you know, they haven't you know, had a significant other, which, you know, totally fine. But they say to me, you know, I wish I would have learned this sooner. I wish I would have woken up to the fact that this was just a strategy. It was just a tool that I was using and it wasn't the only way. And so it's never too late. However, let's talk about what that other way looks like. So it comes down to practicing detachment, but I'm going to give you some practical stuff here because when I learned detachment, um, when I was studying yoga, I was like, this is a whole bunch of BS. Like how as a human in our society, do you detach yourself from a result? That's what motivates us. That's what gets us going, you know, or at me at the time, right? Like that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, I'll act like I'm practicing this, but I really don't know what that means. (laughs) So of course, in an ideal world, we are completely detached from the result. But I'm going to give you another way to think of this. Is instead of thinking about it just through the lens of practicing detachment, we need to replace it with something. Because when we say, and we notice that we are attached to the result, and we say just practice detachment, you're just telling yourself to just do the opposite. You're overriding you're trying to override something. Again, you're coming at it with this idea of force and probably even the should. And that doesn't really create a sustainable solution. 
And I'm all about the sustainable solutions here. So I want you to imagine this, imagine a line. And on one side of that line, it's like a spectrum. On one side of that line is attached. And then on the other side, the other end is resigned. And this is our relationship to results is often we will be somewhere on this, this spectrum in terms of how we are relating to our results. So one side is attached and one side is resigned. And I want you to just imagine for a moment, what is the experience for you when you are very attached to a result? This probably is similar to what I talked about earlier, where at least for me, it's very, it's, a, it's dramatic. It's a roller coaster. It's like, oh, it's going, it's going well. Yay, this is awesome. I'm awesome. I'm going to do so great. And then all of a sudden, maybe something doesn't go well. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I suck. I can't do this anymore. I'm not capable. Why have we even try this? So very dramatic, very up and down. Um, so I want you to just think about for you, when you've been really attached to a result, what is the experience? Is it similar? Is it different? What does it look like for you? And then now we'll go over to the other side and look at resigned. What is the experience when you're resigned to the result? Perhaps you just don't care how it goes. So perhaps you're thinking to yourself, yeah, that's what I need to do. And I just need to not care. Well, that's not the solution. Because again, we're going in the opposite direction. So this is where I know when we say, hey, I just need to be detached. Most people don't say that, but they, I just need to not care. I just need to not care about what other people think. People say that. I just need to not care. I wish I didn't care. Or people even just try to convince themselves. You know what? I just don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, that solution is not necessarily a sustainable one either um, because it's normally forced from a place of the drama. It's like you have just completely been on this loop of being attached and you have no more energy or capacity to be able to do anything else but to just tell yourself to not care. So you put your hands up and you say, Ugh, I'm just not doing this anymore. I'm so overwhelmed. I just don't care. So this is often a result of burnout. Um, hands up. Perhaps we even are considering quitting our job or maybe we do quit our job. Um, and not to say I just little asterisk here because it may actually be a job that you don't want to be in anymore. Um, but, you know, this is this is often the result. So I should think about that spectrum and the relationship to results. If you're somewhere on there, we're normally somewhere on there. And um, that would be kind of like that burnout cycle where we're attached, we're resigned, we're attached, we're resigned. Um, and you may never get to that resigned point. You may just stay attached. But the good thing to know is there is a better place, I would think, I'm going to say a better place, but a different place to come from. So I like to think about it like this, like you have that spectrum and that is just one way of thinking about it. And then there's a different place to come from, a different way to think about it, which is from your commitment. So 
we can go back to this marathon example. And you think about if you're going to run a marathon in 12 weeks, and you think, what is my actual, my, my bigger commitment here? What is the reason that I'm running the marathon? What is the reason that I'm working this job? What is the reason that I'm trying to get to this goal? What is this about for me? What does this mean to me? And truly, deeply, wholeheartedly, what does it mean? So for the marathon example, let's just say, you know, you're, I'll give an example. Like for me, if like, if I were to run a marathon, which I probably wouldn't, I'd consider a half but not a full <laughs> running a I'm running a 10 K in uh, May at some point, but I'm more of a crossfitter anyway. <laughs> um, this isn't about me, but I'm trying to give you an example here. I'm just thinking about marathon. So if I think about like, if I, if I really can run a marathon, what is my bigger commitment? Like, what is the reason that I'm doing this? Maybe it's to, you know, prove to myself that like I can do it that I can follow through on the training and actually run that those 26.2 miles. But also even better commitment would be my health would be having fun and challenging myself in a way that I've never done before. And to just see, you know, what I am capable of. But always with this, from this place of love and joy and truly taking care of myself, but never at the cost of my health. So that is looking at your commitment versus being attached to what the result is. So if you go back to this image in your mind, imagine for a minute that line resigned on one side, attached on the other side. Commitment is a dot that isn't even on that line. So we need to be able to define what is our higher commitment here. It's not running 10 miles a day. It's not even running the marathon. It's not actually getting the promotion. It's not actually making the money. But it's about what is the commitment to you, your bigger commitment to everything. And also defining what are you not going to do? Not at the risk of, not at the cost of what? Your well-being, your relationships, joy in your life, the things that really matter to you, the things that bring you meaning and purpose. And that's the difference is that most people just get so, I guess, tunnel vision on their result. And they do everything that they can to get to that result. But they do it while neglecting the things that do actually matter to them. And while that tunnel vision is a skill, it is a tool that is not necessarily bad because it is useful and you may need it sometimes. You actually might need that. And I want you to think about it, like we'll relate this back to marathon training again. So 
It's like, you know, I might need to actually push myself to go and run those 10 miles on a certain day. I might need to use a little bit of force. I might need to just have tunnel vision and just get it done. But that's where I got to get honest with myself and be like, hey, Jenny, you know what? Like, I know you really want to sit on the couch and not do what you're supposed to do to train. But, you know, you know, you need to go out and do this. And perhaps even this is, I mean, this really comes down to you being honest with yourself, right? And knowing when you actually need to push and when you need to kind of take that bird's eye view and really think about what is the holistic approach here? Do I need to run or do I need to nap? Maybe I need to run, but I'm also going to make sure that I do my, my regen, that I get my massage, that I drink enough water. So I want you to think about this, that detachment does not mean that you're going to lose your edge. It also does not mean that you are going to become apathetic or even resigned about your work or whatever you're wanting to achieve. Insert anything here, marathon training, work, whatever it might be, having a kid, (laughs) um, being in a relationship. Instead, it involves finding harmony between investing in your work or whatever the version of the thing is here for you and taking care of yourself. Finding that harmony between those two things. The key here is that it's both and not either or. The either or thinking is the very thing that keeps us in that burnout cycle because we think we got to hustle and grind or we can have the things we want. And we, we rationalize to ourselves, oh, well, if I just keep on hustling, grinding, grinding, eventually I'll have the freedom to be able to do whatever I want. And it's a, an approach. Again, I want to be very clear because I'm not saying it's bad. It's just a tool. But we need to put other tools in our tool belt so that we can have more of a sustainable approach to life, to work. So think about this for yourself is what is my new tool? What is my new tool, my tool belt that I can get more familiar with, that I can practice using? How can I practice using this just a little bit? I like to think of it as like, you know, sometimes you need a nail gun and sometimes you need a hammer. And certain times the hammer is going to be very useful certain times, the nail gun is going to be way more useful. So this is where you need to start practicing the self-awareness and noticing what is the thing, the tool that I need to use here, the mindset that I need to use, the perspective, the strategy. So bigger picture for breaking a burnout cycle without losing your edge is identify the experience you want to have, your bigger commitment here. What is it not going to come at the cost of? And how can you start to actually believe? And this is the work that I do with my clients, this belief work. There's a lot of tools and things that we do here, but how can I actually start to believe that both are possible, that I can be successful and not burned out, that I can be successful and not attached to the result 
you guys, this has probably been one of the most freeing things to me. And I'm not, you know, I'm, not, I'm human. Like, I'm not going to like say that it's not like I don't like to have big results. I definitely do. And and I get, definitely get excited about that and find myself in times where it's not going my way that I, you know, get frustrated with for sure. However, I mean, I have now this belief that I know in time it's going to happen and I'm never going to actually do it at the risk of my well-being or my relationships. It's just a non-negotiable for me. And the reason I'm able to be there is because I'm at peace with that, that this, that there's certain things that mean more to me than other things. I value certain things differently, but I also believe that my success is inevitable and whatever is desired by me is destined for me. And the same thing can go for you. Your success is inevitable. Whatever is destined, whatever is desired by you is destined for you. And this is the type of belief work that I work with my clients on. We implement, really start to, I think what's important is that all of us, I'm giving you guys very general big picture things here that I experience with my clients and personally have experienced. But it is helpful for you to understand your things and to start to understand why the what for, you know, why you do something. But more importantly, especially from a coaching standpoint, the direction that we're going, the experience you want to be having, the one that like lights you up, that sparks you up. Because when you're in that, no one can ever take that away from you. Nothing can take that away from you. Whether you're winning or you're losing, whether the things are going in your favor or not. And that's the type of stuff that we do in a coaching session is understanding that, taking the time to do that. So if you're not reliable to do it yourself, find someone that can support you. It could just be a friend too, or reach out to me. But taking the time to do this is going to be essential for you to stay out of that burnout cycle because that's going to become more valuable to you the direction you're going, the experience you want to be having. And like I said, you'll be able to pick up your beloved tool of the hustle and grind every now and then. It's just, we we start to let that not be our go-to. Okay, I hope this was helpful. I was really excited about doing this one because this one is, I think, hits home for a lot of people. And um, know that if you're experiencing burnout, Welcome to the club. A lot of us have been there. More people than you probably think, even the people that you might look up to and you think are so successful and they must just be untouchable from burnout. It happens to the best of us and it's okay. And it's time to learn new ways of showing up in our life so that we can create a sustainable experience. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and joining me, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you took some value from today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the inspiration on Instagram by following along at Wellwolf or visiting the website at wellwolf.com. I can't wait to connect with you on the next episode. In the meantime, be well, be wild.